Let's begin now. on a Sunday. Sunday fun day. I mean, you talk about a perfect recipe for a Sunday fun day. We're already sitting at 45 degrees, Daddy. I know I might sound like a millennial white boy from the suburbs, but I might have to whip out the Frisbee today. I'm dead serious, man. I got a good wrist for Frisbee. Gonna head out there and frizz? Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I love the frizz. Getting some disc golf? Or what are you getting into? Suck my ass. I'm not doing I'm not, I you know my opinion on disc golf. I'm gonna piss a lot of people off at nine o'clock in the morning to add a lot of money to the swear jar. I hate disc golf. Hate it with a passion. You know what disc golf is? Every single person that didn't want to figure out regular golf. So they made a golf course for frisbees. But I do like the frizz. I like to get outside and just chuck that bad daddy, you know? Get that stiff wrist. How about Travis Kelsey last night too, by the way? Nailed it. I mean, we could do this all day today. We could talk about Saturday Night Live. I'll play the Opie monologue here in a second. Cause I know some of you are out there going to get the good word, which you should. Some of us need that in our lives. Hell, I know I do. I know Jay Binkley does, my God. Shout out to Jay Binkley, 50 years old. Happy birthday last night. Got to see him. Got to hang out with Grant, Jed Marshall, Rob Brenton. Rob and Nick are just, that's one thing I realized last night, that Rob and Nick are just the cliche KU guy. They're pretty pretty similar in that regard, yeah. There's, I've figured out in my life who MU guy is and who KU guy is. Carrington's not really MU guy. I feel like Carrington's let his fandom down. He doesn't really give as much of a rip as he should. But Rob and Nick, man, they will ride that Jayhawk fandom until they are six feet under and cold. Both just, I mean, you got waxed by Texas yesterday. And you didn't change clothes or nothing. No. No. And then they just came in and they're just like, eh. We're a one seed. It's like, God, I hate you. (laughs) I just, I hate that. Uh, Whatever. I'm not really a college fan, but I like the local teams. And boy, did we do terrible yesterday in our local team parlay. I just took a drink of coffee and it splashed into my eye. Mizzou pulled it off, though. Good Good for the Tigers. Yeah, but it didn't mean anything when you're parlaying it, Grant. I'm just trying to be positive. I don't feel like I say enough positive things about teams that aren't K-State. So I just want to. Yeah, you're a homer. I just want to put some of the good. You're a fan boy. That's my Jason Brown impersonation. Somebody texted me out of nowhere uh, like a few days ago. 
And they're like, hey, man, um, do you have Jason Brown's number? It'd be fun if we prank called him. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, no, man, I can't do that. He hates me, which is fine. Hate me now, respect me later. That's the name of my book. You're a fanboy. I don't know if I know many more people who s- just suck more than that guy. Yeah. You're a fanboy. <laughs> he was so bad. Yeah. You're a fanboy. I'll never get over this drop. Yeah. You're a fanboy. Uh, I-, I just don't understand his logic. Like, why would he go on? Yeah. He's like, man, I know this is going to make me mad. What? He. <laughs> yeah. Orlando Skandrick and Dan Sorensen. That was his. You know, that was it. that was his go-to. He's about as guilty as a scumbag as, well, I'm not putting him in the same category, but Alex Murdoch. Um, scumbags. Have you watched that documentary yet, The Murdoch Murders? No, but I read a couple articles about it. Holy cow, man. That's some tough stuff. <laughs> Dude. So, like, I've never done this before. Like, this was like... You're not the true crime guy? Uh... So I'm getting into it, right? Like, I always was like, man, why would I want to watch? Because, like, it seems like everybody watches the true crime documentary before they go to sleep. And I'm like, these people are sick. Like, how can you do that and then go to bed? Well, Missouri passed a law recently uh, that's helped with that process um, and helped me cope with that. And so I will uh, have my session, and then I'll go to Netflix, and here's this documentary and I'm pretty close, not close, but I'm, I'm in tap with Dana, Dana, uh, Dana right over here from Dana Parks, and she's on top of documentaries all the time. Like, she's always kind of like, she'll, like, come up to, like, us in the bullpen, and you know it. Like, she'll be like, have you guys watched this yet? And I'm like, no, 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 what is this? And she's like, oh, this Murdoch murders. It's just, it's insane. Like, you have to watch this documentary of the Murdoch murders. I'm like, all right. And so, like, the first episode I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, I can tell this son's just kind of a weasel. And, uh, you know, you get the, the the thing. But I've never had where, like, I've watched a documentary nonchalantly. And then I didn't know he was on trial, like, literally right now. Like, he just got, uh, he just got uh, announced that he was guilty on four charges. Yeah, all this stuff happened in, like, the last four years. Yeah. Like, he's been in, in trouble for, like, two. And it was in South Carolina. Small town. Because everybody that does interviews is like, you know, they just keep saying, you know, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it's like to own a boat and get hammered. <laughs> like, I don't. But uh, yeah, crazy documentary, man. It was uh, it was interesting. And then I did. And I'm just I'm literally sitting in in the in the bullpen. I think it's Thursday. No, it's Wednesday. No, it's not. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. And Dana and Parks are still on air and it's like 605. And I'm like, what's going on over here? They're announcing the Alex Murdoch verdict. And now he's bald. He had a full set of hair in his his thing, and now he's bald. So I think he had a toupee on. But as promised. Yeah. You're a fanboy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't get to ask Alex about this last night. How do you like table? sex? He, uh, he showed up a little bit later um, to Binkley's thing, which I had a good time. It was at a call sign brewery. Uh, beer was fantastic. Hospitality was great. Uh, Binkley was having a good time. Uh, it was a fun time. Jay Binkley, 50 years old. 
It's and on the like table. Sex. And Gold showed up. I didn't get to ask him. And on the like table. Sex. I don't know how you hear how excited he is. And on the like table. Sex. Sunday show. I can't believe we're already here. But for those of you that are tired of listening to me and you missed Kelsey's monologue on Saturday Night Live, it was fantastic. It was great. It was a Patrick Mahomes impersonation. And a shout-out to the family. Travis Kelsey did great last night. I would give him a B plus. It's not very often in your life you get to see a team that you root for with star power that's so electric that it hits the main stage in New York. I'm serious. And Travis Kelsey is that guy. Travis Kelsey is a superstar. I had my doubts about Saturday Night Live. Sometimes it's forced. You know, sometimes it's, hey, this is the hot commodity. Let's just see if it works. Let's throw him in a, you know, in a ring and see what happens. And Kelsey delivered. And this is Travis Kelsey's monologue here on 610 Sports Radio, courtesy of NBC and Saturday Night Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. It's great to be here. And if you don't know, I just won my second Super Bowl. Which was amazing, but for me, hosting SNL is that much better. I'm lying to you all. I'm lying, I'm kidding. Winning the Super Bowl was way better, Uh, but seriously. (laughs) Seriously, I'm honored that SNL asked me to host. I was nervous about doing a monologue, but then I remembered I'm actually, I'm pretty good with words. Pretty good with words. Like during uh, games, I do these super eloquent pump-up speeches for my teammates. Please watch. More, 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 more. And sometimes I even do it in my Pat Mahomes voice. More, more, more. Do it. Love you, Pat. Probably the coolest thing about this Super Bowl is that my whole family was there. I got to play against my brother Jason, who is an eagle. And and my mom was on TV more than both of us. My mom, dad, and brother are all here tonight. You know, people keep asking me what it was like to beat my brother in the Super Bowl, and um, it was pretty awkward. Uh, Especially because after the game, we had to ride home together. Our mom drove us there in a minivan. It's like the good old days, but uh, even though his team lost after being up 10 points at half, my brother is actually really happy for me. And he agrees that the ref made the right call. It was a holding. Uh, Jason and I have actually been playing football together since we were little kids, and he was always better than me at everything. Um, In high school, he was an honor student, and I got kicked off the team because I failed French. And English, too, but French sounds way better. 
And then when we were in college, uh, I actually got kicked off the team because I tested positive for marijuana. So it just goes to show you, if you smoke weed and you're bad at school, you can win the Super Bowl twice. <laughs> This isn't my first time hosting a TV show. I actually had my own dating show on E! called Catching Kelsey. Uh, it was kind of like The Bachelor, uh, except instead of roses, I handed out footballs, and instead of watching, people did not. <laughs> Which was uh, a little embarrassing, but I have to say, I got pretty good at reality TV. Like, check this one out. What do we name this? <laughs> Avery is hysterical. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Uh, that show is owned by NBC Universal, so it should be on Peacock, but Peacock said, nah, we good. <laughs> something would make him smile, but really, but really, it's, uh, it's cool to be here. I grew up watching SNL with my mother. I love Farrell, the Sandman, Chris Farley, and to be standing on this stage, whew, pretty surreal. And tonight, I'm gonna give it everything I got. But the wise man once said, more, 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 and more. We want it, baby. We've got a great show for you tonight. Kelsey Ballerini is here. Stick around. You don't want to miss this one. I'm so proud that he nailed the Kelsey Ballerini thing. Because they did the tease about how he was going to have to introduce her. He did good. He did good. And it just let me know, and it solidified more in my mind, that the Chiefs are Hollywood. They are. It's only going to get bigger and better for the Kansas City Chiefs. On the other side, I explain why next year could take them to that level and what this team, I think, really, truly, genuinely wants. Plus, the greatest time of the year is about to happen. It's March. It's March Madness. And you can legally bet in Kansas, and I am terrified of what that means. All here on After Hours on Sunday morning. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Great of you to put your money on it. The Arnold Palmer Invitational right now is electric. I know you're probably not the biggest golf fanatic. I don't like golf golf if they're throwing discs out there. And some chains. What a trash sport. Check out my new driver, bro. No, that's a Frisbee. Check out my new driver. Cost me 700 bucks. It's got a new shaft and a good head on it. Frisbee golf. No, so the Arnold Palmer Invitational, for those of you that hate golf and want to have something to watch today that's not the XFL because the XFL is trash. I hate getting tweets about the XFL. Josh Gordon and I had eight catches for, yeah, because he's in a terrible league. 
Josh Gordon should be good in the XFL. Josh Gordon will not be good in the NFL. We know this. Like, if there's any team that he could have worked with, it would have been the Kansas City Chiefs, and it didn't work. But no, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, fantastic drink, by the way. I'm not sure if you're a fan. Love an Arnold Palmer. Regular tea, not sweet tea. Three-fourths tea, quarter lemonade. You go more tea than lemonade? Mm. Yep. I just I, like the ones you can buy in a can. Oh, man. Whatever that one is. Do fun. you have a uh, McAllister's close to you? Uh, Not super close. Okay. But they make a good one. <sighs> they make a good oh, one. Oh, man. Yeah. Crack at a cup there, baby. And that's not to, you know, advocate anybody that might be a crackhead out there. I'm not trying to bring up bad times. I'm really not. But, man, I love going to McAllister's. Walk it in there, smile on my face. They probably think I'm going to get like a big old, big ass order. And I look at them and say, yeah, can I just get an Arnold Palmer? Regular tea, three-fourths cup, quarter lemonade. That sweet old lady looks at me in the face and goes, is that going to do it for you? Yes, ma'am. Congratulations to Dave Slifer. For those of you that have no idea who Dave Slifer is, he's a UCM legend. He won his 400th game yesterday at UCM, the women's basketball coach. That's impressive. 400 anything is impressive. 400 wins, 400 pounds. I mean, if you get to 400 pounds, man, you're just, I mean, you're on a whole nother level, man. You are dedicated to just hating yourself. Like, that's facts, man. Um, One thing I didn't get to was uh, some of the skits that Travis Kelsey had last night. My God, he nailed this one. Like most gay men, I have a lot of straight female friends, and I love my girlies, but they can be a lot, both financially. Wait, Carson, you're coming to Tulum, right? You know it, sis. And emotionally. Tulum is where Dylan and I were supposed to go before we broke up. I'm so sorry, babe. As much as these girls mean to me, sometimes I need a break. That's when I discovered straight male friend. What's up? Yo, watch me headshot this bitch. Straight male friend is a low-effort, low-stakes relationship that requires no emotional commitment, no financial investment, and other than the occasional video game-related outburst... Oh, man, this game's stupid! ...no drama. Yo, you wanna call your wings? If I didn't check in with my gal pals every day or two, it would turn into a whole thing. That's never an issue with a straight male friend. Hang out with him as little or as much as you want. It won't affect the friendship at all. Watch this. Hey, I might be moving to Europe for seven years. Go. Tell me when you're back. Straight male friend is easy. And even if he's having a rough time emotionally, he'll never bring me into it. You okay? You seem a little upset. Man, my dad died last week. Oh. But it's all right, you know? You trying to get wings? Yeah. Straight male friend isn't perfect. There's something sweet about that. Does straight male friend provide the same deep, rewarding relationship I have with my girls? No. Does straight male friend know my last name? No. And that's kind of the beauty of it. But if you are missing a little drama, just say this. I uh, bet I'm faster than you. Dog. Bro, for real? You think you're faster than me? I will go outside on the street and dust your ass right now. Let's go. Come on. 
Come on. So if you're a gay man who needs a break, come discover the casual, low-effort friendship gay women have known about for years. Straight male friend. Straight male friend. Available everywhere except therapy. I mean, I think he nailed it. Claudia. A lot of money to be made on a Sunday morning. Hi, my daughter's shy, but she wanted to know if your dolls wanted some of her pizza. Thanks, but no thanks. They don't need the calories, and frankly, neither does your daughter. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Did you see the one that got cut for time? What With the fuck? Here's your ah! elevator. Again? Come on, man. I got it from here, boss. Travis Kelsey? I got you, ma'am. Oh, what do you weigh, 80 pounds? <laughs> Look, I love my little boyfriend. Boyfriend. I feel like this commercial really speaks to me. Right. <laughs> he makes me laugh a lot, and he's so creative. But sometimes I just want to be thrown around and feel tiny. Sometimes I want to be with a man who looks like he can throw my ass over a house. Babe, good news. Crypto's back. Uh-huh. That's great, babe. Again. What is Chief's lineman Creed Humphrey doing here? Volunteering. Again. That's great. Again. I love charity. One more time. You may be eligible for our services if your boyfriend is a comedy writer, music critic, adult Legoist, loves the show Andor, has traveled to see John Mulaney, has special glasses for looking at computer, or has arms that are the same width from wrist to shoulder like Doug Funny. Ooh, my jeans are fitting good today. Those are mine. Don't worry. I got this, big man. What's a piggyback ride? Hey. Sometimes I want to feel small. When I wear my boyfriend shirt, people are like, cute, where'd you get that top? But Jason Kelsey gave me his hoodie and... It's bigger. Because sometimes I just want to be a backpack. And sometimes I want to be a front backpack. <laughs> and most times we don't want to hear your jokes. We just want to be thrown, chucked, vaulted into space. Lifted straight up from our butt cheeks, smashed into your chest. Folded like paper. And most of all, like you are an immovable, pulsating throne for our tired, weathered bodies. You lifted me up? Yeah, I've been working out. <sighs> NFL gives back. The football is you. How did that not make the cut, man? We just want to be lifted up from our budget. Oh, God. It's not very often that I watch Saturday Night Live much, much anymore. Like, I'll watch it this past week, and I'll watch it again next week, which I'm disgusted to say why I'll watch it next week. 1975's on. Biggest guilty pleasure, I think, that I have. Uh, but, uh, man, that's great. That's great. And then when he dropped the... When he dropped this one... <laughs> My daughter's shy, but she wanted to know if your dolls wanted some of her pizza. Thanks, but no thanks. They don't need the calories, and frankly, neither does your daughter. <laughs> what did you say to me? The truth, honey. Bye now. Hi there. I'm Lucy, the manager. Just a safety thing we do here. You mind always keeping both hands on the table? Just so we know you're not doing anything inappropriate under there. Sorry, it's a vestige of the COVID era. Enjoy. Travis Kelsey. Hollywood. Saturday Night Live. Sunday morning. 
610 Sports Radio. How you doing? 913-586-7610. The text line says from the 816, you looked at the best straight guy man part when he asked about the penis size. Yes, I did. I don't want to lose my job, and I didn't know where that would be on the uh, on the spectrum of allowing that to air. Yes, that was a uh, that was such a good skit. They just really, it's not very often that like Saturday Night Live get like Woody Harrelson flopped. Now his opening monologue was quite cringy, um, which I didn't I didn't know that we had I didn't know Woody was there. I thought I think at this point any yeah. any famous person over the age of forty five. It's pretty yeah. much a coin flip. I mean, I just thought Woody was like your local stoner, like your Uncle Dave that just goes to his shed and, and rolls up a hog leg, and, and it's just, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, man. You just say hi, go inside, kiss my wife, you know, have a good time. You're like, wait, what was that last part? I think at a certain age, yeah. the conspiracy theories that start as jokes really start to worm your way in there. So I got about 10 years, and then I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you better enjoy this next decade, baby, because after that, I'm done. Could you imagine conspiracy theory, Dusty? I'm already, like, way too much. <laughs> but, like, if I were to have, like, all these theories where I'm like, yeah, this is, it. This is actually what happened. Oh, man, that would suck. That would suck. Um, Sunday morning, after hours, 610 Sports Radio, Grant Nicholson, Dusty Likens with you. It's a great day. It's a gorgeous day. 50 degrees already, not even 10 o'clock. Man, you plays at 1030. Let's go, Red Devs. You know what I mean? I mean, you can you can join the side. You can have some fun with Manchester United. Sir Alex Ferguson, his glory lives on. Wayne Rooney and that hairline that went away and came back very strongly. Unlike Manchester United's dominance within the Premier League. Um, yeah. But today we got a little live bet, Daddy. We got Manchester United to win plus 160. Marcus Rashford, anytime goal. I really want to put money on Justin Thomas to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Leaderboard is stacked. Rory, Spieth, Hovland, Thomas. If you haven't watched Full Swing yet on Netflix, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's fantastic. Watch the Murdoch murders first, then watch that or split it up. It's pretty solid. But on the other side of this, um, the quarterbacks in the combine, what this draft means, there's four. Do we trust any of them, or are the numbers of the combine starting to be a little bit more egregious than they actually are because of what's happening with the conversations that we see via social media, via TV, with what's happening at quarterback in the college transitioning to the pro atmosphere? We do all that next year on After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on After Hours, Sunday morning here on 610 Sports Radio. It's already March 5th. The Ides of March. Big Shakespeare guy. Is he a real person, by the way? Aren't there theories that he really never existed? There are theories that he's like a compilation of many different writers, mm. but but most of those are kind of the fringe of the liter- literary world. Yeah. yeah. Who? What's the best book you've ever read or ever wrote? 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 I've never I've never written a book. I'm not yeah. Pete Sweeney. Yeah. Well, uh, he had a nice little fade last night. I noticed. Um, Haircut looked good. 
Yeah, he's taking he's taking some pages out of my book. Um, best book you've ever read? I don't know, man. The book I've read the most times is probably Friday Night Lights. I've read that one a lot. Really? That's a book? Yeah, I enjoyed that one. It's oh. pretty good. You didn't have to read that in high school? No. Friday all, Night Lights? Yeah, all the coaches who were, like, English teachers, mm. they made you read Friday Night Lights. No, we were still, like, we were still forced to read, like, Huck Finn, which they canceled that book. Um, I do remember we had to read, uh, what is that one where they, like, called a kid Piggy? Um, Animal Farm? No. You never read that one? No, I. but that's you're not thinking not of the right book. No, what is it? You're uh, thinking of... Uh, where they put the pig's head on a spike. Lord of the Flies. Yes, that was fantastic. So my books in high school were like Lord of the Flies, The Giver, um, Huck Finn. Uh, Did you have to read 1984? Nope. We had to read that one. Didn't have to read that. Um, and then... Um, Gosh, there was one more. Oh, uh, it's obvious. Uh, stop, look at the flowers. Mice and Men. We, we read Mice and Men, which that book, um, love that. It's a Did, tough ending. Not really, honestly. It's, it's kind of a tough ending. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Did you read Flowers for Algernon? We did. Yep. We, we read that. I'm back 15-year-old Grant right now. There you go. Also read... Uh, uh, what is the? I'm just bad at titles. Uh, the Atticus Finch. Oh, <laughs> to kill a mockingbird. Yes, had to read that one too. Had to read that one too. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Who's winning the Arnold Palmer Invitational today? I need to know. Justin Thomas to win today is at plus two thousand. Rory is at like plus six fifty. A lot of people are telling me Victor Hovland's got it. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Best book you've ever read. Uh, this one's great. Rum Diaries by Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson is like one of my like, I guess like plateau of people that I look up to in this industry. Just a fantastic human being. Um, where the Buffalo Rome grant. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Bill Murray has his portray of uh, Hunter S. Thompson. It's so good. So good. Uh, obviously, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. I'm sure you've seen that with Johnny Depp. Maybe not. Um, he also. Uh, portrays Hunter S. Thompson very well. Hunter S. Thompson, very, very, very interesting and fantastic human being, was. Um, blew his head off and then had his ashes shot out of a cannon in the Rocky Mountains. I mean, just how, you know, you get, you get, uh, you get, uh, you get terminal cancer. You don't want to be a, a cause to society. End it. Cannon. Ashes. Colorado. We've got some well-read li- listeners. Yeah, much to do about nothing. Pit and Pendulum, Never. Edgar Allan Poe. Love Edgar Allan wow. Poe. You know that's how the Ravens got their name? Because of Edgar Allan Poe? Is that true? Yes, because he wrote the book The Raven. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he's a Baltimore guy, and that's where they took the, uh, the two together. I really didn't expect the top three answers to be Hunter S. Thompson, Edgar Allan Poe, and Shakespeare. Sunday's a good crowd. 913-586-7610. What's the best book you've read? I got like halfway through Gone Girl, and I was like, I'm just going to ruin myself. I continue to read this. I'll never trust another female. Movie's good, though. Fan- oh, dude. Movie's awesome. You think the movie's good? I got halfway through the book, and I'm like, I got, I can't do this. You didn't even finish the book? 
It's brutal. Do you know how it ends, though? Yeah, I've seen the movie. Okay. Yeah. Which one? Did you watch the movie first? Yes. Yeah, so that's tough. And I'm, you know pretty how it ends. I'm pretty sure the girl that wrote the book is from Missouri. Yeah. Amazing Amy. Man, she did not have to do our boy like that in that movie, though. She was unhappy. She needed out of that situation. I mean, Ben Affleck was a scumbag. Yeah. But, I mean, what in the hell did Neil Patrick Harris do to deserve that kind of death? Boy, did she kill him bad. I mean, that scene in general, I was watching that, and I'm like, Comes out of nowhere, too. Oh, I mean. flies out of nowhere, 100 miles an hour. And then what she does to herself after that, I was like, oh, that's where she's going to take the champagne bottle. The Count of Monte Cristo? That's another one? Yeah. They're coming off the top rope. The Boy Who Loved Clowns? Like, sixth grade. Dude, I'm telling you, man, I don't know if they still do this. I don't know how woke we are as a generation. Pretty. Um, Which that comment might get me in trouble. But, hey, you know what? We're We're here to have fun. Um. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. That's George Strait, straight up. Uh, but, uh, man, I don't know if we're still – are we still reading books or are we just all audio books now in, like, middle school? I'm pro reading books. Big time. Always read books. Have you read uh, Anthony Bourdain's book? Uh-uh, I have not. Kitchen Nightmare? I'm not. I like Anthony Bourdain, though. Anthony Bourdain is my new – well, so Steve Irwin was, like, my original, like, crush – and then, blimey, right, me aorta happened. And then, which that wrecked me. We talked about this the other night. Steve Irwin's death killed me. Like, it it, 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 it upset me. Um, and then Anthony Bourdain came along. And then he died. Um, and he's, man, he's something else. Hey, Anthony Bourdain is something else. 913-586-7610. My girlfriend's pretty much, oh, my girlfriend pretty much only reads. Okay. <laughs> is that a book or is that like just a comment? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just a comment. Okay. Do you, so were you young enough? I don't know if you are. When you were in elementary school where like if you read seven books, you got a free personal pan pizza to Pizza Hut? Did they stop doing that by the time you got into the? I don't recall. I remember people oh, talking man. about that, but I never personally did it. Man, there wasn't anything better. You read seven books. Maybe it was ten. Maybe I only read seven and said I read ten. But, man, you read a certain amount of books, and you put the titles of the books on the back of the ticket. You turn it into your teacher. She signed and approved because you had to write, like, a one-page thesis. Not thesis, but, like, a summary of what you read, which real Gs know that you just took the back of the the Goosebumps book and kind of made your own assumption of what happened. Brave New World's good, too. That's a damn. That's a, Don Quixote. That's a tough one. That's a read right there. Put that on a scribble board and see if you don't get 30 plus points. <laughs> you got an X and an O right next to each other plus a, with Q, a Q to start. Come on. On that double bonus on Scrabble, you're going you're gonna to be single if you play that with your girlfriend. We did do this thing in the summer. I felt like if I read enough books, I got like movie tickets or something. Oh, man. They, I don't they, they took away was. the pan pizza. Man, Pizza Hut just had it, man. Pizza Hut went from like. Pizza Hut literally went from being, like, the prime place to just out of nowhere. Best buffet you've ever had, Pizza Hut. Best promotion you've ever had. Read 10 bucks, get you a personal pan pizza, Daddy. That's just, and that's Jesus right there for you. Because, like, all you got to do is read, and you got a free pizza. Heart of Darkness, Joseph Conrad. Let's keep going. How about Song of Hiawatha? You ever read that one? Fantastic book. There used to, there's a game. I want you to buy it. It's on Amazon. It's really cheap. It's called Authors. 
It's like uh, four of a kind. You have to get four books, and then you put it down, you completed your set. First one to three sets wins. Rip Van Winkle, great book. Edgar Allan Poe, fantastic author. The Naked and the Dead, that's a good book, too. That is a good one. You know what's a good book? Game of Thrones. Actually, I couldn't finish Game of Thrones, the book. So, true story, my first ever radio job was in Warrensburg. I worked at a radio station called 1450 Coco slash 98.5 The Bar. It was a country station slash old school rock station. And my boss, Greg Hassler, shout out, voice of the mules and Jennies. Um, my only job, man, Greg, I'm dead serious about this. My only job in Warrensburg at this radio station was to put obituaries on the internet and sell tickets to local events. So I'm writing up like people died and then I'm giving people tickets and you just, you, it was the most opposite thing you've ever seen. And so like, you'd have a lot of slow times. I worked four hours a day, Monday through Thursday. And I remember I was like, my buddy and I listened to game of Thrones audio book, the first book to the lake and back from the lake. And I was like, this is great. And I'm pretty sure David Attenborough is the one who did the uh, audio books for Game of Thrones, which he's also the one who does like Planet Earth, whose brother is the old man from Jurassic Park, by the way, if you didn't know that. Um, and I remember I would just sit there. And I'm like, what can I do to pass time? Because four hours in radio, you know, can go really long. And so I just started reading Game of Thrones. And I mean, the font is tiny. The books are just insanely long. But it was like reading episodes every single time. And I just feel like every time I read Game of Thrones at 98.5, 1450 Coco, man, it was just, I don't know, man. It was, and then you'd watch the show, but 913-586-7610, what's the best book you've ever, I've yet to see somebody type in the Bible. Somebody from 816 said Candide by Voltaire. Have you read that? I mean, come on. Yeah. I've not, not read it, read no. part of it, but. If you've actually read Candide, shout out to you. I mean, give That's the wild. Give the 816 their love. I did not expect this. Credit to the listeners. Yeah. Um, I've heard Lord of the Rings is also one of those like brutal books you have Dude, to like. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is great. What about uh what's the Dune? I've heard Dune's like insane. I read Dune a couple years ago did before, you really? before the movie came out. That took you what, like seven years? Well, I started in college, and oh, okay. then I stopped, and okay. then after college when the movie came out, I'm like, okay, I'll finally read it. From what I've heard is that the first movie of Dune is like half, half of the, the first book. book. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. And they don't they don't ease you into it. There's like a bunch of like sci-fi words in there. Uh, they just throw them right at you. Yeah, man. He, uh, yeah, I, 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 I watched that movie because I like... Uh, I like the, the Chalamet, Chalamet kid. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's the next one. Like he, you he's can, the new you, Leo, right? Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. Like, you can tell that, like, he's the next guy coming. Because uh, he was great and Don't Look Up. Uh, but, man, Dune. When I realized that, because that, what, the first movie's like two hours and like man, ten minutes. Like two, two and a half. And then I found out that it seems like they might have stole a lot of stuff from, like, Star Wars. Or, no, sorry, check that, reverse it. Star Wars took a lot of stuff from Dune, and Game of Thrones took a lot of stuff from Dune. Because Dune's been out for a while. We're just now here. Yeah, I don't know. I think all these sort of sci-fi adventure books all kind of have the same general themes. Yeah. They all kind of go in the same direction. But, man, when that big old dude started floating in Dune 1, I was like, oh, God. 
I was like, this man took a tar bath, and now he's all of a sudden in the ceiling. I was like, and that's the end of the first movie. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> like, it's a bad dude right I, there. Yeah, I don't know where this movie's going, but I know that guy's somebody you don't want to mess with. Uh, how about Paradise Lost by John Milton? Fantastic. Let's get novelty here on Sunday. Can't say novelty because that's a whole different term. But novels, man, I'm, I'm down with it. Seriously, go to Amazon and buy the game authors. We come back, I want to talk about last night and why it proved that we don't buy pay-per-views. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back here real shortly on 610 Sports Radio. We'll get to the other side at 10 o'clock. Fast first hour, am I right? I feel like Sundays would suck for you, Grant, if it was anybody else but me. And that's a very arrogant thing to say, but I truly do believe it. You've done enough of these Sunday shows. Yeah. You think Instacart guy's still around? Him and Raspberry? Raspberry Beret? Mm, good song. Oh, dude. That's when I saw Ooh, I saw she walked in through the outdoor, outdoor. Man, I love Prince, man. I think that's when I got the respect from Scott Parks because he's like a super big Prince Homer. Like, he's number one in Scott. Like, by Springsteen is Scott Parks' Prince. And when I told him the Prince story about the Super Bowl, you're familiar with this? Probably not, so I'll tell you to you anyway. Um, so when Prince played at the Super Bowl, right, it was, I believe, the Bears and Colts. Yeah, that sounds about right. When it was pouring down rain. The weather. Yeah. yeah. And so... Prince's team, his uh, setup team went up to him. They said, hey, Prince, man, there's a cell. It's, you know, kind of been raining all game. It might rain a little bit more at halftime. You know, you got your stage out. Electronics are going to be there. You're not going to be a, you know, red hot chili pepper type where you're just ad-libbing everything and not really playing your instruments, even though it looks like you are. Um, they said, Prince, it might get a little, you know, hectic out there. Is there anything you'd like us to do? He said, yeah, just make it rain harder. Like, are you kidding me, man? (laughs) That's what he said. Just make it rain harder. The other thing that's great about his Super Bowl appearance is that every single year, the NFL has to do a press conference for the performers. So, like, everyone's done it that's performed. Patty, Springsteen, Rihanna did it this year. They all do it. Well, when Prince went to go do his press conference, he just played Johnny B. Good with his entire band in like a press conference room and just shredded it. There's video of it too, if you don't believe me. And last Prince story I will tell you is that when he went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, when they honored some of the greatest guitarists ever, originally they gave Prince a two-minute bit to play the guitar. He played a six-minute solo. And you can see all the guys in the background are just like, just let him go, let him go. Because he was always disrespected as a musician. He was talented. He was trailblazer-ish. He was dating the hottest women in the world. Like, he knew who Carmen Electra was before anybody knew who Carmen Electra was. But, like, he was super, super talented on the sixth string. And no one ever gave him any credit. And so when he did it, it was new. So how about last night, right? Is this, is this evidence of why we don't pay for pay-per-views with John Bones Jones? Can you believe that? So here's it the deal. took him, what, three minutes? Two minutes? Two minutes. Yeah. So we're at a bar for my buddy's birthday after I left Binkley's birthday. And one of my buddies in a group text goes, 
does anybody have a link to the fight? And I've got a couple contacts. One of them is in the studio next to you. And I'm like, yeah, I can I can fish for it. Because it just doesn't do it for me. UFC, just, it's not my thing. Me neither. Just not into it unless Hasbula uh, fights another guy, <laughs> which I would love to see. I love Hasbula, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. But I'm always, like, flooding Alex Gold's DMs and Instagram with Hasbula stuff. Uh, but, uh, dude. That fight was over in a minute and a half. It wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah. We hit the link. We walked from Llewellyn's to Stewie McBrews. Grant, this is half a block, the distance. We got to the bar. I used the restroom. I come back. My buddy goes, fight's over. I was like, shut up. He's like, it's over. I go, did John Jones get knocked out? Because that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought, you know, 30, what is he, 35? Out of the octagon for three years, never really lost. The only reason he lost is he got disqualified because of steroids or cocaine, one of the two. It's the only loss he has because he was like, literally like he beat the guy's ass and then literally got told that he lost because he performed enhanced drugs in his body, which is a weird way to say that, but that's how it came out. And I watched the reef, like he like rewound the live feed and he's like, yeah, here you go, here you go. Guy goes in for a hook. Bones Jones goes underneath suffocation station. Good night, nurse. That quick. Like, all that time to prep for a fight, and you got choked out in a minute and a half. He's the best. Like, it's over. Like, I don't need to – I mean, it's probably already was a no, no debate. Three years out of the ring, tons of scrutiny towards your career, and you come in and literally, no pun Light intended, work. quiet. I mean, Light just work. Yeah, dude. They hardly broke a sweat, man. Didn't sweat. Yeah, took that guy out. Like, Rogan and sweat more than he did. <laughs> well, that's not hard to do. Rogan sweats waking up in the morning. Yeah. But, dude. like, Cyril Gane was supposed to be a... Supposed a, to be. 11 Supposed to be a good fighter. 11-1, seven KOs. I'm not in the UFC streets like that, but he's supposed to be top-notch. Lost because of an illegal elbow, not drugs. That's right. He was bowing the guy's head. He was just <laughs> he was just smashing that guy's God. And that's what's crazy, man, is that fight was at like 11-15. It was over 11-18. Unreal. That's why you don't buy fights. The only pay-per-view I ever bought was Tito Ortiz versus Ken Shamrock, and it was over in like eight seconds. You can't shell out of too much money for these because what if the – Yeah. <laughs> the, what's it called? The main card is always – Yeah. Because the fight like before that. that was the two ladies – with, that with the was, upset. Yeah, yeah, and that was a good fight. And then it ended with like a rear naked choke. And then the next fight was a choke. Unreal. Yeah, there's nobody better, man. Never technically lost John Bones Jones. Got DQ'd because of illegal elbows. Has had the cocaine story. And then did he also do, he did, he did the, did he do performance in drugs? Or he did a lot. Okay. I don't know. I know the cocaine one, but I don't know the rest of it. Do you say he's the best, or do the stories kind of just, you just say, yeah, he's like the Barry Bonds of the UFC? It's one of those things, I don't pay attention to the UFC enough. Like, I'm in. People think he's the best. He's yeah. killing everything. I'm in. Nobody's career came to a screeching halt more like Chuck Liddell. That man. The Iceman. The Iceman Chuck Liddell. Well, he was also like 40 when he retired. He was old, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was getting, like, knocked out in, like, all of his, like, final fights. Like, he went from knocking every person out to getting knocked out in every fight. The problem is no one in heavyweight division can hold their own. Jones on the ground. 
Oh, hold their own with Jones on the ground. That's why I like fight sports. Mm-hmm. As soon as you lose one, maybe lose two, you got to call it. Do you think if John Bones Jones boxed Jake Paul, he'd win? Yeah, probably. You think so? I don't know. But probably. Switching sports like that is tough, but yeah, John Bones Jones is a real tough dude. And, and the it, Paul brothers came up on YouTube, so. That would be my dream fight. Would be Jake and Logan Paul versus Chandler and John Jones. Like a tag team yeah. WWE situation? Oh, yeah. Well, one of them just lost, right? Yeah, uh, Jake Paul just got beat by uh, the kid t- off of yeah. uh, the boxer, Love Island. Yeah, Love Island. Yeah, and then Jake Paul said it's because he was jet lagged, and he was sick. Fury, that's his name, Tommy Fury, Tyson's nephew, right? The Gypsy King, uh, step step brother, step brother, half brother, something. We're way past the break. It's 10 o'clock. We come back on the other side. The NFL Combine is setting the market for a new QB class. Plus, there's a QB class that's, well, undetermined. All that coming up next on After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.